Welcome to this podcast of the Sunday Message from Hope Gateway in Portland, Maine. We'd love to have you join us for worship Sunday mornings at 10 a.m., currently on Zoom and broadcast live on Facebook. Visit our website at hopegateway.com to learn more. Whether you live near or far, we hope you find this message to be meaningful. Wherever you are, join us in doing justice, loving kindness, and walking humbly with God. Even after they started remembering what Jesus had shared about predicting his resurrection, I'm fairly certain that they didn't know what to make of it. I'm sure that after all the resurrection appearances and even the ascension, these women, and even more so the disciples, were not The impact of the resurrection formed a global faith that has lasted more than 2,000 years. And it is the reason that we are here today doing the same culture. I think that one of the ideas of the resurrection that 99% of the followers haven't reckoned with over the last 2,000 years is something that I'm learning from disability theology. Jesus was resurrected into a disabled body. The wounds that he received during the crucifixion are still present in his resurrected body. In another resurrection story that we will hear in the next few weeks, Jesus shows off the hole in his hands. His body is no longer the same. One of the ideals that many humans have held for thousands of years is that a strong, independent, able-bodied male body is at the top of the hierarchy. A strong, able-bodied, independent male body is at the top of the hierarchy. Right? Maybe there's a few cultures where that's not true, but most cultures Jesus is always challenging norms and ideas. And pushing against ideas that his society took for granted. In the resurrection, Jesus challenges this idea of what a perfect body is. He returns to them alive. Not dead, as the messengers challenge the women in the tomb. He returns broken and not whole. He returns dependent on them, believing not in the commanding, demanding, all-powerful, coming back to tell everybody what to do. That's not the resurrection. Though they might have wanted that kind of resurrection. So we might want that kind of Interdependency is right there at the center of the resurrection story. And it reminds me of what I've been learning 
about disability communities and the beautiful inviting of a life of interdependence. Rebecca Anderson explained it from her perspective in the sermon that she shared, which was on our disabling Lent daily practices. This is what she said. Those of you who have never experienced disability community might have a hard time imagining it. How can people whose society considers limited meet one another's needs? The answer is both very complicated and very simple. We understand that we can't do it all. Even a group of people with the same disability, our needs and skills are never the same. The blind actually can use the blind. And that's all I know. The blind actually can be the blind. If one person has a guide dog or knows the area. So when all of us with our varied needs and adaptations and skills and passions come together, we have an abundance of resources for supporting one another. We know that everyone's needs are real. Most of the community where I have been most supported have been disability communities. We trust each other to know our needs. We trust each other with our vulnerability, our insights, and our pride. It sounds like the kingdom of God. Jesus was always drawing pictures with his words of the kingdom of God. This sounds like a picture that The resurrected Jesus, not unlike the formerly able-bodied Jesus, invites his followers through strange and wondrous encounters to build community, to do the work that he has demonstrated for them with this life. He knows these women who come to the tomb. He knows the disciples. He knows their gifts, their strengths, their struggles. And he also knows that when they all come together to build the movement he started, that they can change the world. Sounds like a challenge. One of the traditions at Book Gateway over the years has been the great Easter egg challenge. <laughs> we had to do it a little differently over the last few years, and unfortunately there's still no chocolate this year. <laughs> those of you at home can feel free to grab some chocolate now, uh, but those of you here are keeping your masks on. <laughs> like last year, you all are getting the same chocolate. Which we will carry with us through this season of Easter until Pentecost. So here's the thing for me. Through the season of Lent, we have been educating ourselves about what it means to be anti-Asian. We have been listening to and learning from disabled voices. We have come away with new perspectives and new insights. Now is the time to put those new learnings into practice. Here's the challenge. 
take note of a place in your neighborhood, city, or town, or an experience in your own life that is
To hear more about Hope Gateway and to discover how together we can do justice, love kindness, and walk humbly with God, visit our website at hopegateway.com.